0: It's, it's Jess and John. How you guys doing? Good. Ladies and gentlemen.
1: Good. So, good, you know, good. that
2: should tell you, if you to, to anyone listening, go to the bathroom, get make yourself a cup of tea, get a snack, <laughs> take a nap, you know, pace yourself.
0: <laughs> We're settling in. We're settling yeah.
2: in. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're with us for the long haul now. <laughs> if you have a road trip to go on, you know, save it for, the, for then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... Lately, I feel like uh, a little bit like Elrond from um, Lord of the Rings because all of his like buddies are like packing it up and, and leaving, <laughs> and oh. and uh, uh, John's packing up. Uh, Steve from the other pod's packing up. He's he's everyone's going, moving to the Elven New World, Asia. <laughs> They're leaving Middle Earth or whatever this place is called, Middle America. The elves are leaving Middle America. <laughs> the elves uh-huh. are leaving. Yeah. For their homeland,
2: yeah. yeah, the land nobody else is allowed to go to.
0: Yeah, and it's a uh, it's been it's been interesting because I feel like a lot of people have been um, noticing that um, things are not quite right, things are not quite normal in America, and I don't think it's just, um, you know, I don't. I'm trying to get my head around it too. I've, I'm thinking about it all the time for some reason, and uh, one of the things. Uh, and John, you, you kind of triggered this idea, these, these thoughts in me a little bit because I know you have sort of like a theological background. And Justin and I have long talked about doing a pod about sort of religious slash spiritual beliefs and the fact that we live in, you know, what's relatively, I wouldn't even call it atheistic, but, you know, non religious society, so to speak, or uh, secular society. But I, I don't fully believe that. I think that we have what amounts functionally. To religious beliefs. We just don't call it that. And we may not even recognize it as belief. We may recognize it as truth. um, Which I suppose is what religion is, right? I don't know. I need need your help on terms here. But the point being that I I do think we, we do believe in gods. And that they're financial in nature. I think we believe in these financial markets as the functional equivalent of gods. And there's a lot of attendant, organized... Religious structures around the around these gods, and that that's kind of the world that we're living in. Well, the ultimate uh,
2: rational power, right? And the faith is the the faith part is that whatever judgment this uh, system meets out is fair. So if you if you buy and into that, yeah, yeah, then if you buy into that, that means that if you are poor, then that's the equivalent of the sinner, and you have what's coming to you, basically. I, this yes. is this is old in America, uh, you know this this worship of of money, right? Um, and yes. I think to your point, I'm sorry if I cut you off. I'm sorry if I if you didn't finish.
0: No, it, no, but no, just, no, 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 keep going uh, with it.
2: Yeah, my my personal belief on this, uh, pun intended, I suppose. I don't know. Um, is that I don't think a secular society exists. I think we're at the we're kind of at a terminus mm. of this experiment. Yeah. We're, we're we kind of. Yeah. Position them as op- as oppositional, right? A traditional f- or faith based belief system, you know, a traditional culture, versus like a modern liberal secular society. And I think we're at the we're 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 running up against some some deep contradictions that kind of show us that there is no such thing. If you remove faith or religion or the structure, the cognitive and you know spiritual, whatever hole in, is in our psyche that that the the structure superstructure of a god mm-hmm. takes it provides for us, we will fill it. That hole doesn't go away.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: and I think I'm I'm borrowing a Nietzschean, uh, you know, construct here. This idea that you know, as humans, we kind of have 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 modules that are in that are built into us, right? If we want to take the metaphor of like a computer, right, uh, like like there's a CPU, a GPU, you know, memory, a screen, all of that, you know, all these components, uh, and we're kind of pretending right now that if you just take away like the CPU or something, that we can just kind of function. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think the the, con- the I, my belief is that no, we just we've just been ignoring the CPU for a very long time. Yeah. I've strained that metaphor past where it can go, but I'm but I hope it it comes across that, you know, the idea the I, I think the central tenet of a liberal secular society is that you know there's a you don't need that. You are completely on your own. This is where that this concept of freedom, um, freedom and individualism comes in. That you can, you know, you can find in yourself and in the world around you meaning, fulfillment, purpose uh, that is that transcends the need for a a god or the uh, or the. I guess it's it's framed as an, as a kind of oppression that yep. you know a traditional culture uh, imposes on the individual it only serves to like degrade or um profane the sacred individual
1: yeah yeah talk about theology but um mm-hmm. i think it's it's um i, I love it that uh, i think we're we're all three of us uh, we three are in agreement uh, about this point um and it didn't used to be a point that people could agree on very easily and um Namely, that, um, um, well, I I want to make three, uh, a couple of distinctions here. Um, One is that um, the necessity of a a post-secular analysis of what's going on. This is to be, you know, this is is about our analytical or our our conceptual uh, frameworks, our horizons, whether we accept an essentially liberal, uh, and secular, analytic to understand where we are. This is to be distinguished from, I mean, the most basic at the most basic level, what people actually believe, whether you're a person of faith or not. Um, that is actually, you know, n- less. Ad- that's not even something we have to begin talking about before we begin asking this question. Whether the actual terms given us uh, and and sort of described as secular terms for understanding uh, what's going on uh, are adequate. So there's that, that first one. And another distinction is, is this. We, we may actually o- already be in a kind of post-secular society. That is that a society doesn't even work the way the secular hypothesis would have it. So we're all under the shadow. Um, one way of look, talking about this is where we're in the shadow of or in the uh, the wake of a secularization thesis that was extremely that has been extremely influential and even if in academia people say oh we are beyond that and so on you know modernity is multiple there isn't just this one modernity and you know it's all leading to one direction with the disenchantment of everything and you have this this sort of rational modernity in which all the gods are banished so if you believe that 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 theory it's people have observed for a long time that that's not what's happening but i think we're still under the influence of that doctrine there's the expectation that if you're a modern or a rational person what it means is that these categories or these forms of analysis are beyond the pale, so to speak. You're really reaching for something else. I want to distinguish our conversation from, you know, something that was out there when we were, uh, you know, a couple of decades ago. You had people talking about spirituality. There have been these returns, haven't there? In the 60s, for example, a kind of return, you know, uh, uh, yeah, the sort of the hippie thing. And then later on, you had the rise of um, this sort of New Age consciousness, uh, you know, this, this spirituality. People talk about, sp- I mean, you still get people talking like that. I want spirituality, not religion. Um, no, this is not what we're talking about, actually. <laughs> um, that, 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 that's, I mean, that, so much is out there. That's how people still talk. But I'm talking about understanding something. And and the interesting thing about the question as posed by Tien is, hey, even to understand what's really going on in the economy and how people actually behave, um, the purportedly very rational, secular, economistic terms given to you to understand this are actually a mystification. They're They're actually a mystification that you're better off trying to understand these people, for example, as some sort of, I don't know, a, a cult of some sort, that you actually, and this is an anthropological point, that they behave um, in terms that sort of the anthropologists of religion might understand. And then there's a step that on another level, you might look at it as, well, also they have certain theological beliefs. And I mean by, by theology, just rational thought, systematic thought on, the, on these categories. So I think this is a great—I mean, this is a great setup—and I love being here with you guys on this.
2: Uh, so, John, one question: uh, So, when you when you refer to mm-hmm. they, are you referring mm-hmm. to like uh, the bankers? Uh, you know, the people at the Federal Reserve. Who are you? Who, who are you referring to when you say
1: they? When I talk with, about that, the economy, they for behave example.
2: like a cult. Uh huh. So, oh, so people who kind of buy into this perception of the way the, econ- I, I think the, the economy the, works.
1: I think the normal way of talking about it. I think I would mm. possibly have—I have—I have spoken like that. I would adopt that if I was in their company and I was talking about how, uh, for example, what interest rates, uh, right rates hikes would would do, how the market's going to behave. There is a whole way of talking about this thing that's developed over 100, 150 years about the economy.
0: Yes. Right. And, uh, and I think that um, just, I, I thought about that uh, too when I was like, form, when I was, look, the reason I thought about this is because... My this is a personal question, right? Because I think I'm at a point where I realized that, where I'm realizing that for a good a good chunk of my life, I basically lived according to this script to to this sort of religious belief. the The thing is, and I'm curious. Maybe there's one question to jot down for me: is like, is there a difference between a religious society that knows it's religious? And a society that's secular but has religious-like beliefs doesn't know it, (laughs) right? But functionally, it's the same, and that's that's the thing I think is going on. Yeah, we've never had
2: a real test of the latter, and I think that could be very scary because what's you know what this is this is a version of like Dunning Kruger at scale, right? Mm -hmm. How 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 a a society that does not have a conception of itself as having bounds. you can justify basically anything under that kind of rubric.
0: Yeah, though I just don't know whether it matters, whether we recognize this as religious or not. I, I don't know, but I'm just positing that uh, we don't know. Well, we haven't realized this yet at, at large, anyway. But well, I, um, yeah, but if, mean, you think, if you think if you if you think about it, um, the the uh, you know the idea has been there from the very beginning with this notion of the invisible hand and. Uh, You know, sort of the way that around the same time we got Darwinian evolution as a replacement to intelligent design or or God's creations, we got this notion um, of of this invisible hand. And rather than um, a sort of like God-King or God-Lord that's sort of uh, similar to a ruler, a separate being above all of us there, there was this sort of like new idea of a collective that the God was something that was the collective of all of us, um, in this Darwinian soup or or in this complex market system. And so the market, the financial markets are have, have a sort of like inherent, um, there's a permanence to their God, like, uh, uh status because it's it's sort of axiomatic that whatever this market collective intelligence knows and is communicating back to us is more than any one of us could ever know because it is it is literally defined as the sum of or the the uh, the amalgam of all of these separate intelligences right these separate actors that are interacting with each other and the and the net outcome of that is this unknowable transcendent thing this almost like an oracle and it and it speaks to us through price signals and you know the price signals are never wrong what's wrong if we if there are mistakes that are made it's because we didn't read those price signals carefully enough you know that kind of thing um and you know it it, it struck me that um you know, we we may be coming around to a point where ha- we're having a crisis of faith uh, collectively uh, in 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 the infallibility of the of the markets, um, and the and and I I certainly feel that way. Well, and the I mean, question is, what happens okay, if sorry. you have a loss of faith, but you didn't even know you were like <laughs> faithful? You didn't even you didn't even realize right, you right. had faith. You didn't realize mm-hmm. you
1: had you had, sure you, it was faith.
0: Yes, it's yes, such it, a weird it, it, feeling, guys. I mean. <laughs>
1: You know, in, in Marx's terms, there's this, you know, he talked about commodity fetishism, right? And, and um, I mean, he has this wonderful turn of phrase. He says, the analysis of commodity is, I mean, commodity, it turns out, is a very strange thing, um, abounding in metaphysical subtleties and theological niceties. He, he's being sort of semi-ironic here, but not entirely. He understands that um, we... We mystify. The, the the economy is a system of mystifications of what's actually going on. In his terms, what's actually going on is social relations, relations of production, right? Uh, what he calls social labor. But there is this kind of system of mystifications. But what Tine is saying is that even this system is starting to. We're losing faith even in that. We're losing faith in our mystifications. So there is this. You know, if we begin with, let's let's assume we, we understand or accept that that the economy, for example, and the way we talk about it, uh, and modern life is not the secular, rational thing it's all cracked up to be, that it rests on a body of, and it, it remains enchanted. But, uh, you know, we're losing faith even in that. There's a second, um, in, in Nietzschean terms, uh, death of God. Is yes. that, is that- yeah. And just mine. I knew you'd like that one.
2: <laughs> right, <yes. laughs> yeah. yeah. I right. mean, uh, I, so teen, I mean, it, it occurs to me that you're describing two pieces. Like there's two pieces of, there's two movies actually. Um, well the ones, a book too. Um, like the movie pie, John, have you seen it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. yeah, yes. The Darren
2: Aronofsky. Yeah, the Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched it recently, and actually, um, I mean, it's kind of a hilarious movie in in retrospect because this this idea that the market is kind of um, uh, I, I an guess emanation our, of like a an God emanation number. of God, like there's literally like there's there's mystics, there's like Kabbalah mystics trying to search for God in the Tao, right? And, and the, that, core, the
0: the 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 D O W Tao.
2: -hmm, The Dao, yes. The
1: Daoists,
2: (laughs) basically, yes. The the new Daoists, yeah, Um, yeah, the Daoists. Yeah. So it's kind of hilarious. So there's this. There's it's very tense. It's a, it's a well-made movie. I I enjoyed it. It's just it it just requires a little uh, suspension of disbelief on the the core premise, which is and it's not discounting like this could entirely be a fever dream of a of a uh, of a delu- of a deranged mind. Like that's definitely a possibility that's left open to interpretation on the part of the viewer. But if you take it at face value for what amounts to like ninety percent of the movie, uh, and this movie's been about around for 20, 20 years. So I'm not apologizing for spoilers or anything. Uh, it's basically this, uh, this brilliant, you know, mathematician slash yeah. uh, hacker mm-hmm. who uh, is searching for who, who is basically cracking the stock market. And it basically depends on the assumption that it operates kind of on natural law. Uh, that it's 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 not a human. It, you can't assume that there's human inputs into this because human inputs you introduce variability, uh, bias, corruption, manipulation. All of that is kind of removed from the equation. It's a very pure expression of quote, uh, exactly what you're articulating here, team. Quote the market, which is expressed like a like a like a law of nature. Like he's actually trying to tunnel into some some uh, some law like gravity or something.
1: You know what? He's actually re-enchanting the market, re-enchanting the financial markets. There you go. In the sense that um, to enchantment, if enchantment means that there's this natural thing governing governing it and not just, uh, it's not just the aggregate of our, our, our inputs, uh, particular inputs into it. Um, there, there, there is that re-enchantment and that's, and that's why it becomes almost religious, right? Hasidic Jews get involved <laughs> looking mm-hmm. for the pattern, the code, tracking this this code and understanding this this thing, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a glimpse into something into something real, unlike the markets, uh, mm-hmm. which are, are, are real only in, to the extent that re- they reflect our behavior. But but yeah, you, th- this is a kind of reenchantment um, story. Um, so one theme of this discussion, of course, is is, is enchantment and, and 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 the loss of it. But teen is really talking about disenchantment, even with this uh, fundamental theology of uh, the market.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm not. And that look, is really
1: interesting. That that I haven't heard people.
0: I'm not. You know. I'm not saying this. I'm not bringing this up because just because I find it curious or interesting. I'm saying this because after spending, you know, my entire career. Uh, and I've been, I've been out, I've been working, uh, for close to 20 years now in the financial world. Uh, you know, entire, like people's lives are, you know, they're on the line based on what these markets say. You know, you'll have whole communities, uh, you know, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of people thrown out on the street or whatever. If the markets say one thing or another, um, companies rise and fall based on markets. People's livelihoods, you know, are tied to that. Um, you know, like it's a real thing. Like it's a you know, like people's the 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 outcomes of people's lives are intimately tied to the financial markets. And I never really had a problem with that because I'm like, well, the financial markets you see are, are, you know, to the extent that the markets punish you, it's because there's this higher sort of wisdom and it's not an alien wisdom. It's the wisdom contained in the collective. That is, it's almost a, a a purely democratic process. By which this collective intelligence, see, it's a, it's a step above traditional religion in a way, because it's not supernatural. There's a naturalistic. How is it, a wisdom?
1: Expo- hmm? it, it seems to be a phenomenon, but how is it a wisdom? That That's really interesting. How is it a, a, a wisdom? How is it an intelligence as opposed to I mean, You're to describing just a, a
2: kind of machine, a yeah, kind of automation a of, of will. It's, in, it's in a, a collective. In
0: it, well, think about whatever it is we have. Our intelligence, our wisdom, our judgment ha- has been—we've—we've—we've we've, we've essentially loaned it out to the extent that we're market participants, which we all are in a way, uh, either direct or indirect. But we've all of our intelligence and wisdom has been sort of lent out. And uploaded into this market system and it it has incorporated all of us. Like we are it's kind of like chat, it's it's this chat GPT of all of us. Right? I mean, and are so, you
2: you're you're describing how it's perceived, not what it is, then, right? Maybe that's maybe the operational definition of the quote the market is more is more irrelevant to us than what it actually is.
0: Right? That is the theory of it. Yeah, I'm not – I see, I don't really know what it is, and I don't think any of us truly understand. Well, maybe some of us do, but I don't think anyone truly knows. I think that it is something that's a little bit be- beyond – look, if we actually knew how this thing worked, I mean, everyone would be able to p- make money every day on the market, right? I mean, we just don't know. Uh, it is indeterminate. It's volatile. It's not linear. It's extremely complicated. But I don't know if that necessarily makes it smart or wise. But I think that the, the perception is what what this thing is supposed to be is this sort of unknowable amalgamation of all of our individual intelligences and judgments and emotions, all of it, and it it is it is processed via this um, you know millisecond by millisecond uh negotiation of price of offer and acceptance of bid and ask and the outcomes of those microtransactions or those mega transactions um, f- go back out into the world as prices and and then it, it it it's sort of fed back into the system by our reaction to those prices and so on and so forth it's this incredibly complicated thing beyond all knowledge beyond all perception it's transcendent and we're okay with our lives more or less being um, subject to the whims of this thing, because we believe that it is what we say it is, which is this transcendent, unknowable, but incredibly wise, and and if not infallible, more infallible than any other thing that we could possibly... Really, they,
1: they actually in, think of you know. it like that? That They actually think of it oh, yeah. as the sum of our knowledge? I, I know that's a yeah. sort of pitch for it. hmm, Really? Because yeah, it's well, it's some of it's whatever we decide to put into it. Theoretically, mm-hmm. it's it's unknowable. The way the weather is unknowable. It's it's highly, highly complex and difficult. It's complex complex in the mathematical sense. But presumably, it operates according to principles that we understand, um, and not according. Yes, it does aggregate. It does it does uh, it does embody a lot of knowledge. But what you're talking about is something seems to me closer to. Uh, AI, these language models, for example.
0: Yeah, I think it has. It's it's taking on that as a, like for example, we we'll, you know yeah. we we often talk about the animal spirits in the markets, right? And so we'll say that the market. Yeah.
1: this term, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah the, the market has moods. It has a spirit. It's 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 almost alive, and it and yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's it's there. The the belief is that those spirits are the sum of our spirits, right? And so if the market, if the people. Are fearful, the market becomes fearful. If the mm-hmm. people are greedy, the mm-hmm. market becomes greedy. And so it's a sort of collective embodiment of all of us. And it's not supernatural, right? Like it, it's a thing that actually we created and it exists and there's no supernatural aspect to it. And it, it works, you know, it actually operates on a mundane basis. It, it, it actually is just setting prices, Right. Uh, matching buyer and seller and and, and whatever—it's not beyond knowledge at all, but we imbue it with this sort of. Right. We have so much faith in it because, right. specifically, because we don't believe it's mystical, right? And we we believe it's this rational system. We believe
2: it's rational, and impartial. Um, well,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> and I, I mean, and then the the core, the the core, uh, fr- uh, you know fracture in this in the uh, firmament so to speak in that front is people losing faith realize and not losing faith that's that's in the context <laughs> what we're talking about it's kind of a loaded term uh, but realizing that that has been kind of a bill of goods that was sold to them mm-hmm. right this uh, this you know the uh, if you tune into the news the Dow takes a slip and it's portrayed as kind of an existent a society-wide existential threat. Uh, which recontextualizes when you realize that you know it's ba- it, you know that it, that that statistic that you know 80, 80% percent of uh, the stock market, what we consider the stock market is owned by 10% of people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so you know in essence, uh, most people do kind of sit outside of it. They are. They can be judged by it, but they are not participants of it. So in that sense, it kind of has taken on a supernatural level power over individuals. Yeah.
1: yeah. And and gone, then like.
2: it, and then the impression that the people who do have their hands, you know, on the levers of this uh, of this machine, they have been ele- They have been uh, elevated to almost demigods, capable of mm-hmm. extreme destruction, mm-hmm. and that seems to be all that they are capable of. So and, uh, um,
1: under neoliberalism, it's uh, given uh, moral status, moral qualities. Absolutely. What it assigns and accords to each individual is is necessarily just... Um, the, the, it has been given that, that status as well. So it's personified. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really mystification. It's, it's, it's personified. It's given intelligence. Um, and, and of course, if you just went down to it and actually asked people, they probably... I don't know if you actually interviewed them and, and, and went through it, applied a kind of Socratic method and questioned them. It might it might not go down all the way this this mystification of, of the market. You might realize that it's it's at the at, at bottom is the sum of these interactions, right? These exchange interactions. But it sure op- operates as um as if it was um a sort of a being. I, I agree with yeah, on that. I would, yeah, and I and I, and I think I the thing is, I would actually
2: argue that the, that opinion on this or what how it's characterized is actually split depending on where you stand in that system. Like one meme that I thought mm-hmm. was very potent, meaningfully potent in the COVID in the COVID years is, uh, you know, if you go on Twitter, a lot of people would say, you know, uh, the Tao demands human sacrifice. Right? Throw grandma into the meat grinder for the DAO. Wow. Right. That's a great what a phrase.
1: They kind yeah. of recognized
0: its power that it holds over us. Yeah. I mean and to they're, every they're article it, but- from
2: the CDC or some financial engineer or, you know, whoever, uh saying people have to have to submit to this or that, you know, then the a common response would be, uh uh you know grandma the dow demands human sacrifice you know it's and satirical right it's it's people it's people acknowledging that this is a machine that is fully human controlled and operated and i think this is the uh the 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 heart of what we of what like liberal media calls conspiracy theories right And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to give, you know, fuel to that particular fire. I think they are they are deranged in their own way on who they blame for this mess. But I think the core truth of it is they are recognizing that there is a a small, relatively small, non-democratic cabal, basically, of very powerful people who act like God without without our consent.
0: Yeah, yeah. And even if it's out of control, even if it's not uh necessarily de- determined by a cabal I think in parts it is, but I think it's still a, a, an unknowable like like I said I mean most even big time money managers like can't predict the market and they can't really control the market um which makes it a bit like you know like um you know, like a Bitcoin, right? Where it's like, you know,
2: it's vast. So it's a it's yeah, a question it's, of scale. It's vast, so yeah. Like, we, nobody in, it's like nobody has enough. Nobody has enough
0: influence to control it. But, yeah, but
2: I remember, like, like in the aughts, you know, especially coming out of a you know science and technology school, where a lot of my classmates, uh, a lot of the classmates that you know people respected, actually went took their hard science degrees and actually went to Wall Street. So you know, like physics. Oh no, yeah, that was a big
0: thing for a while. Uh, computer
2: yeah. science, math, mathematics. And they were PhDs. quantifying trading. Yeah. And I remember the kind of mythology that was built up around them. And this is, this, this ties into, Absolutely. you know, the themes that, that Pi, it, the, the main character of, of Pi is a mathematician who's interested in unlocking basically secrets of the universe. And, you know, the, the shenanigans of the stock market are basically treated like a a natural phenomenon that he's trying to apply his big brain to, to get it, to, to understand and characterize. And the same happened with these, um, on a much smaller scale, I guess, you know, hedge fund managers were, were heavily mythologized, right? People and the way yeah, they were spoken yeah. of was kind of interesting to me. They were, they were yeah. basically were treated like they had created wealth, right? Like a physics oh, PhD a who bad. had discovered some kind of algorithm um, and then got massively wealthy. I noticed all of that came to a screeching halt when, uh, when the 08 crisis, when that shit hit the fan. And it turned out it was just massive financial engineering and rampant, just rampant runaway speculation, gambling with the country's but economy. Just, but basically.
0: then it just went to tech, and it, but it was the same thing with the VCs. It is the exact and, same thing. It is the exact same thing. And I think in a way thing. with the that VC the thing, it, thing it was
1: the, the same thing.
0: <laughs> I, 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 in fact, That's I think it amazing. took an even more, it took on an even more religious tone yeah. with VCs yeah. where... I noticed now, like, you know, you know, I was talking to um, a friend about how these days we have a lot of, they, he's a money manager and they have, there's a lot of asset, uh, there's a lot of macro guys, he said, macro type market commentators who charge an arm and a leg to give their theory. And, and they get, look, they give a theory of the whole world. I mean, they, they talk about history. They talk about where the United States is. This when it is comes fascinating. To the you were just saying history. today,
1: right? These macro people all going big picture now. Oh, they're going big picture, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh,
0: VCs do this. You know, they have a whole theory of technology mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. innovation and how human beings became mm-hmm. what we are. At, you know, I mean, com- just yes, compare it to like the pie. to the quant trading people this, who are literally like just pie. doing math.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, they're not they're not cons- they weren't as concerned about throwing, you know, they weren't trying to narrate God. They were just trying to pump the market. You know, they were just trying, you know, they, they had respect okay, they for this thing, but they, they weren't, weren't writing scripture. They weren't writing scripture. These days we have people who are literally interpreting the market as, you know, the, it's almost like the, the scribe of the universe. And
1: exactly. Exactly. Priests, this is describing it's, priests. It's, you know, it was, it's what, what, uh, what you were talking about in, in pi. There's the reading of the, of the tea leaves, Right um, you're reading reality through the markets. And I think it's indicative that it's happening at this time. So, you know, in, in the history of economic thought, there have been ups and downs, <laughs> put it <laughs> uh, mildly in the, in the, um, uh, success or the uh, fortunes of, uh, business cycle theory, you know, and it, and I think particularly at times when, in some of the, uh, people who, who have, all, there are all kinds you know, of, of theories of business cycles, and, and these people go at them across hundreds of years, and these ups and downs are supposed to be like natural phenomena, and there the market is more than just the sum of your things. It reflects something about nature, about the universe, right? about, about heaven and earth, that, that, that there are these, these, these cycles. There's this dream of seeing this, but I think these tend to come up more when things are breaking down, when the, when the shit starts to hit the fan and your normal theories don't work, I think you, you see a, a, a return to, to these, these, these types of theories. When, when everything is normal science, uh, in normal science in, in Thomas Kuhn's terms, when, when stuff is, works and you can work within the same uh, framework or, or paradigm, then you do these quant-type things. You can do incremental stuff. Uh, you put the thing through the machine because everybody agrees on how the machine works. But when it's starting to break up in the, in the, at the foundations, you have a return to this type of myst, uh, even more mystical, big picture type, uh, big theory. Yes, yes. Isn't it in that case? Yes, I think that's bug. happening because.
0: I'm I'm thinking a lot about you know like the 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 all in podcast which is extremely popular now. It's a podcast with like I four cannot
2: f- listen to them. They, they, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> turn it, this is I get all so they angry. do, Jess. This is all they do.
0: All I, of them.
2: When, all I, of the what? Okay, first of all, since when do we do do the priests of a failed religion become the popes for the, the, like? Even yeah. if we accept the logic,
0: yeah. the fact because that all each of, of them, them have them... performed a miracle. Each of them and has a
1: big bucks. How about that?
0: that? See, that's why I think a guy like Chamath. So Chamath Polypatia, I think is his name. Palihapitiya. Poly Palih, Chamath is infamous for for making his money originally from Facebook but then through SPACs, which is one of the most I can't believe it's even legal. But they're basically IPOs. Well, CDOs shouldn't
2: have been legal, and yet here we are.
0: SPACs are even worse than CDOs. You I know? Know. Like, <laughs> you know. Basically, a SPAC is an IPO of a company that doesn't do anything, except it makes a promise to go out and buy a company that does something. But they won't say which company. They just name the management team that will go out and find this company. Oh it's God. a very yeah. weird form mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of IPO. It's, it's, yeah. it's a star-driven, personality-driven thing. And because everyone knows the name Tramath in that world, if his name is associated with an with a SPAC, people will buy it, and it's he a pockets a load of, of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. without doing anything. The co- yeah. you, there's no yeah. company to do no, anything. It's a it's second
1: your... order, right, of, of an IPO. I, I make a promise to do this. So, so it, yeah, it's, it's a rev- it's a the derivative. opposite
0: of an IPO. It's it's almost yeah. um, you know, it's it's a IPO in reverse. Like typically, mm-hmm. you would build a company up to the point where it IPOs. This is your IPO first, and then you go find a company to buy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Pure, I mean, so many people lost money on this guy. I mean, he's a fraud, but he's made the market has awarded him billions. I mean, he's rich, rich. The kind of guy where Larry Summers stays at his house, right? Uh Uh So um he's performed a miracle because he was able to gain the favor of this market. The market decided somehow to reward him, and that is a sign of his intelligence of the of his worthiness of being someone with power influence prosperity and more money.
2: gospel it's it's repackaged prosperity yeah. gospel
0: it's yep. yeah but there's a whole belief system behind it where he becomes unassailable because he just has to say that I have a proven track record of knowing how to allocate capital according to the dictates of the market. I'm able to look at the market, find out where where capital is needed. I'm able to raise and accumulate that capital and deploy it, and that makes for the best possible society. Right? It's it's all uh, according to this market scripture. And I and here's the thing, is that if you look at the social hierarchy in America and around the world, really, but, but especially in this sort of like neoliberal um, uh, framework, market-driven framework, uh, the allocation of wealth and power, meaning like the social landscape that we all live within, that we're embedded in and defines our lives, is actually driven by these religious-type beliefs. About how the market picks winners, it it is it has the authority and legitimacy um, to pick and choose winners. And so, whether or not it's grift, the fact is, if you made it from the market, the market uh-huh. shines brightly upon you, and therefore you deserve more status and power. Uh-huh. And if you're not, you know, if you're not particularly market driven, if you're not particularly interested in the market, or you're not even particularly good at the market. Then, you know, you're you're a nobody. And nowhere is that more apparent to me than in Manhattan. You know, but I'm sure it's very apparent if you live in uh you know another major money s- and power center, uh like Silicon Valley or something like that. Um but when you feel the effects of this, you know, it really dude, it it, it really defines like your whole existence. The person I mean, at then least has, has your um, external has, existence.
1: Has charisma it then has you know ha- has power it, uh because he picked the right uh you know I- investment at, at a particular time right
0: yeah uh, i mean it, it shows that it shows that he's in tune mm-hmm. with the the market and because the market mm-hmm. functions as a godlike superintelligence right. that we exactly. can't understand it mm-hmm. must be that this guy is he's godlike he's touched with it mm-hmm. he's he's touched with something. yeah he's touched we, with something. we got to trust this guy you know, yep. he knows how to yep. talk to the market. He's a
1: medium of it, and so on. Yep. So this is what I meant. I, I think in 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 maybe overly abstract terms, I said just we 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 were taught that the thing operates by in these rational terms, and yet to understand how an individual like him operates, and indeed how the market operates, you're better off understanding these things. You know, you're better off looking at it in in just these. Um, just trying to understand what's going on and, and and I think the resources we draw on are some knowledge of, of maybe literature of religion just common sense uh, observation and description um, and and it's not what I, I was taught in, in in econ right i mean econ I, I that was my undergraduate degree and uh, you know th- th- it's it, it wasn't supposed to work like like this um, uh, and and uh, you know back in the, it's very interesting that there have been these two waves. First, the the whole financialization thing where everybody went into that. And then now the VC thing and the VC thing turns out to be just as crazy and as much of a kind of religious frenzy as, um, as, as the other one. And all the time they're telling you, this is science. This is, this is science. This, this is, this is it. If you question, you, you, you question this, you're, you're really beyond the pale. But I find it really interesting that we are talking like this at this time.
2: We, as in the three of us, the or three of the us, society. The, the three of us
1: time. are talking like 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 this. Maybe because I, I, I you know, I had a hard, uh, you know, grad school was all philosophy of science, and 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 this it was precisely in order to create an an instrument, an intellectual instrument for demarcating what is reasonable and what is real from all the hui, you know but it's the hui that runs the show. And in fact, it's what helps constitute it. <laughs> it, it does run the show. When you realize that, for example, uh, the, the, the financial market vastly uh, you know, overwhelms the, the real economy. That is multiples of the real economy. And of course, that they're doing this, this, this QE until you financialize the, the thing to this extent. What's really running it? It's these perceptions, it's these mis- mystifications. And you're not equipped to understanding uh, understand it. Just 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 using your your your, your kind of uh, tools of, of economic analysis. People like Kamath, they're not using economics. I mean, if they're shysters, they're they're appealing to an an, uh, an older art, right?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a been a, pers- art. a persistent yeah. uh, pet peeve of mine. Um, it's the it's their very studied insistence on them being passive observers of this said market oh, yeah. or or industry, yeah. um, despite b- having enormous power to influence. Like numbers will move up or down at a very macro scale based on what they say. Um, mm-hmm. But if but you know one of the reasons why I just could stop listening to the All In podcast entirely was it it was sucking me in. Uh, it's their insistence that they're merely observing and commentating on the market. Yeah, the
1: scientists.
2: It's a very impassion very dis- yeah. you know disinterested, but well-informed opinion yeah. makers on uh, analyzers of this thing that exists outside of them that they have no no uh, no participation in whatsoever. They they, Despite- they
0: also seem to disclaim personal responsibility for what they do yeah, by absolutely. saying that uh, this is what the market yeah, is telling me to off-market. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's now, it's
2: actually mind-boggling to me that people who are actually suffering using the tools that a lot of these that these people have created are also also tuning in to listen to what they have to say about technology as if it has anything. If you if you use Microsoft Teams, if you use Skype, if you use any of that horrible nonsense, you're actually you're actually you're actually, uh, uh, you're, you're actually uh, suffering at the hands of David Sachs and Yammer. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. But do you, have you have you noticed that but they are that, actually
2: terrible at what they do? They sim- yeah. these are business people, so when you talk about this delineation between like the market and tech, I actually don't see one. I don't see a very clean de- delineation. I think the quote tech, what we commonly perceive of as tech, is actually we're talking we're still talking business. We're still talking quote the market. That's because ninety nine percent of the stock market prices and IPOs and all the go to market and and money making strategies I hear nothing about actual technology.
0: That, that's because I think ninety five percent of the market is irrelevant old stuff that nobody cares about, and there's like ten stocks that people care about now, and they're all tech stocks, right? And they they are you know they they determine everything. Everything is about these like ten stocks, you know, the the, the ones in in Kathy Wood's Ark vehicle, or whatever. So
2: you know, which is interesting. You...
0: By the way, which is interesting. Kathy Wood is actually extremely devout, and her ETF is called the Ark. <laughs> so there is oh. already a religious, you know, thing built into that. Cool. Um, it's evangelical. Is she? she cool. She's a, she's a market even evangelist. And but Jess, have you noticed? Know, and here's the thing. Okay, so why am I bringing yeah. this up now? Yeah. I've noticed um, an increasing amount of us versus them when it comes to people who believe in markets, like um, let's see the VC community and the all-in people. There's a community now. And they have these, they have what they call the all-in summit, which is starting to replace, it's, it's oh, meant yeah. to re- replace something like Ted as a sort of, um, you know, an annu- a regular yeah. community of essentially what are true believers. And, yeah. You know the they had Bill Gurley go up and and um and and basically give a, a very appealing speech about how government regulation of industries crap and you know we've got, we've got to trust the market and the point of this seems really to be the creation of a you know of an inside and outside type structure where if you believe you're in and if you don't believe if you're one of these people who have some some other unorthodox belief that's forbidden then you're out and there's a lot of pressure to believe if you want there are things that you have to believe Hmm.
2: i just don't for somebody outside that circle i don't actually understand the 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 promise here i get it i there's a whole promise is access and and acceptance in the community well yeah but what does it actually yield
0: like most people, oh, at least the early audience,
2: the like like prosperity gospel, right? In mm-hmm. in one form, you know, it's the the commonly uh, lampooned one is like the evangelical circuit that ran wild in America in like the I think that was like the seventies, eighties, and into mm-hmm. the nineties. So this we're talking about, you know, like uh, who like Tammy Lee Baker, you know, all those Jerry these uh, very charismatic evangelical Christians, um. Who ran, you know, basically distributed mega churches, uh, mm-hmm. and their entire their entire shtick was uh, basically collecting money from their their audience, and then the promise is that you know by 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 participating in this this community in this spiritual movement, you know, you are you are you will please God and He will bless you uh, with money. That was the token right. by which you would know he you know you found favor with God; he would give you money. Um, I, so I don't know that's that's my model for this. apply to like the all- in people. I don't actually see the the benefit like what what are they even promising will will like accrue to you
0: by being part of this? I mean they're they're in a they're they're a community of rich people that are that are using have you noticed how political they've become? They yeah. are uh-huh. creating what amounts to a sort of political insider group of extremely wealthy, I mean, we're talking about the wealthiest human beings that have ever lived, like Elon Musk, and encouraging them to enter the fray of politics and social, yep, uh, sort of social matters, and expanding their uh, influence from beyond merely you know starting and founding tech companies, which a lot of them never did anyway. Yep. They were just mere investors, but. Going from there and becoming um, like these macro guys who have now sudden v- very full, fulsome and deep, broad spectrum takes on human history, the direction of humanity, absolutely where we're going. I mean, these and guys. That Jamie becoming... Dimon is
1: has to be the next president, or or should be a candidate. I remember Who's one yet? pod where they 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 agreed that Jamie Dimon. Oh well. <laughs> You know, yeah. should, should 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 you know should be a candidate are you serious? for example. Yep. yeah Um To the extent these three, the they, they they agree that the more or less that there was a consensus, but they had that kind of um, of discussion. And, and Jamath was talking about how you know it shouldn't be restricted to. People who were born natural-born Americans, for example, he being Canadian, but, but uh, you know, ideas like this about the constitution of a state, for example, what it means to be a a, a state, a, have a constitution. Um, they have takes on all these things because, after all, all this is grist to their to their model, to their model of of um, of, of grift, right? You you can any. Everything is that sort of a project. It's something like a startup uh, project or a, everything could, anything could be a spec.
2: Anything can be a speculative asset. Anything can be a social experiment because everything they're constantly be on experiment. the other side right. of the transaction. Yeah. It's the rest yeah. of us. So yeah. this is like a pure distillation of yeah. a cult of personality then. Because the, I, I, I mean, as much as I, I hate all of them, I might the contempt I have for Jason Calcanis personally knows no bounds. Mm -hmm. um but but they're not they're not but you know they never say if you do what we say you will join the pantheon you will join the priesthood of uh of capital that we have um they are shit talkers
1: they are uh, not like the evangelists who say if you do like what i what i do you will be you too will be saved they, of course, always, are always set apart. They will always be these, uh, these special ones. And um, it's very interesting to, to ask, and I think it's intriguing, you put it in terms of the prosperity uh, model. And I think this, th- there is that there, but these guys are always a kind of high priesthood, right? They're, they're special. They are founders. They are, and uh, the rest uh, who, who, who follow so diligently, I, I don't know what they are in this, in this world. I think it's become
0: a more passive kind of, um, uh, it's become a more passive kind of, you know, cleric uh, class, or the whatever they are, ecclesiastical
2: body, yeah, yeah um, priesthood.
0: Where uh, yeah. you know they're they're not promising you anything. What they're saying is, uh, as market magicians, as market miracleists. Miracle performers. All I can offer you is the truth. They're truth sure. tellers, or at least that's what they claim to be. Sure. You know, I don't think that they're promising anyone anything in terms of you know. Tremont doesn't sell spacs and pushes investments on this thing. I mean, he's they're going for something beyond that now. They've made their money. What they they've demonstrated their ability to perform miracles. What they want now is to have. Is to sort of like embody and inherit a a a bit of the power and status of what the market god is was supposed to be in the first place, which, which is an oracle. It's a sort of truth telling device, and you may not understand what it's saying, but it has the truth in it. And I think that's why that's what they're doing. I think they're they're trying to say they're they're trying to become the authorities on truth uh, and that's disturbing and I think this has always been that way. like everyone who tries to get closer to the markets and become the market masters uh you know the it seems like this is a type of religion where they're just like, look all all we can offer you is the truth and we're not gonna guarantee any outcome for you. There's no salvation here. There's no promise of wealth. There's just the will of the market, and what the will, what the market wills is what is right and what should be, and what will be. I mean, there's no other way, and you will accept the outcome of that. Meaning, if your life, uh, if if you if your life is a meager one, it's because you market determined that you really had nothing of value. And you're being valued at where the market appraises you to be, and I'm just telling you, I'm I'm just a messenger of what that appraisal is. It's low. Um, and if someone is has a you know a fabulous existence, even if it was built on you know grift or crime or you know whatever, I'm here to tell you that whatever whatever it is, ultimately, you were deemed to have value commensurate to the lifestyle that you can afford and and what you that your your uh, you know your share of um the pie is big for a reason and it was deemed that way by this intelligence you know
2: i mean it's descriptive that is how that is how the way we that is how things work for us um how prescriptive it is remains to be seen. I guess um, I don't know. Just I, I I don't know if we're I don't know if we're pursuing a thesis that you know we do have like religious thought um, and ideology pervades our liberal Western consciousness. I think uh, all three of us are fairly agreed on this. I just mm-hmm. have to say, in, in summation, well, mm-hmm. this is the most pathetic version humanity has ever come up exactly. with. This exactly. is so bankrupt at all levels. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a bankruptness to it akin to this notion of liberal democracy, I think, which is there's this illusion of democratic con- like equality and contribution into the market by all. And this the market is a reflection back of all of us working in concert together. This is the result of us being one.
1: Yeah. If we and, are necessarily religious, a kind of homo religiosus, this is the most mm. pathetic sort of religion yeah because it's amoral. it's that completely amoral. it's it's
2: well, we're not, it's we're also not, not ass- there's no, it's
1: just dumb it's yeah. not
2: it's not aspirational there is no there is no uh, profundity to yeah. the yep. to it That's it's the beauty basically of it, right? saying it's yeah <laughs> it's, it but it's saying you know you don't like need separate- to believe I think you are absolutely correct, and you know the function—the function that, like the all-in guys serve—they're really describing what is an inherently a bad system, and just their ability to to enunciate, articulate that is what what gives them this this power as oracles and soothsayers for this this you know new religion, man. Yep, this is yep. what all of human all of human struggle and achievement and work and and blood and sweat and tears and this is what this is what we turned yeah, this into is where but
1: we th- ended up but,
0: but the also- se- the selling point of this is mm-hmm. though you know you don't have to believe I don't have to, you don't have to trust you don't have to have faith you don't have to, you want to know where God is I'll show you where god is it's located on these servers in this city and you do you know, have
1: to believe it just yeah, you don't it, it is for
2: me. Okay. As someone who has wrestled with
0: servers, yeah, you do have to
2: pray before you work with those people. So, <laughs> yeah. So, that, <laughs> yep. Yep. so <laughs> I'm the not beauty gonna... of it, but, but
0: my point is that this is a very, this is a very like base kind of religion in the sense that it's not transcendent at all. It's selling point is that there's no need to believe in anything beyond what you can see and feel and touch. It's it is also very real. passive. You
1: know, if these are the richest uh, people in, in, in existence today, then you compare them with uh, their, their predecessors. Um, this is not a kind of J.P. Morgan, uh, Cecil Rhodes, um, uh, David Rockefeller uh, approach to, to power. Um, well, they, they just got in there and did stuff. Um, really, I mean, r- um, usually really bad stuff. But, um, I don't even
2: acknowledge their, their legitimacy in that in that regard. Yeah. Like I'm
1: not saying this was legitimate, but it was a yeah. kind of active, uh, in in Rhodes' case, right? Active, uh, you know, e- evil, right? Uh, colonization of Africa, but um, these guys are sitting around, and I'm I'm hearing this from you guys. I thought they're sitting around passively, sort of talking about this, uh, what's going on. Um, and acting as if they're, they're not responsible for it, or don't have that, they're talking about something that's um, sort of alienated from, from all of us, that has power over all of us, right? There is no, there isn't even the activity of, 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 of kind of a rogue. I, I don't know how to describe this, but it's, it's, it's extremely passive, um, it seems, on that score. Or if they're trying stuff that I, I don't know behind the scenes, manipulating something, but I think that's what power. it is. I think they're it's using the market.
0: Narcissism. They're using well, I, the I market
1: to disguise their,
0: uh, you know, pretty shitty behavior and um, their their scamminess and their grift. Hmm. Um, this is just a lot of this is just straight up scam and um, you know selling completely bogus, worthless securities. Uh, but they're saying that um, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, it's the market. It, you know, the market required disclosure. It has these rules. We go by the rules. Your market. The market as a collective evaluates the value of these things point by point. And if a security goes up in value, that's because at that time, to the best of this market's knowledge, it was worth that. And all things are subject to change as new information comes in. And look, my point is, you can always make up some fucking lie about it, right? You, you can always tell the story uh, based on this idealized version of what the market is, and basically wash yourself of any responsibility for what you did. You see
1: the parallel with democracy, the other great institution yes. around the state. Yeah, it's a it's a machine. We we don't know. It's a, again, you you run the numbers, and they're the claims are explicitly made that this is the wisdom of this mythical thing called the people. And uh, somehow by getting a a majority, a a, a numeric majority of of, of a vote, uh, this is the wisdom of the people. And uh, what happens after that is uh, all blessed. It's all sanitized. Um, And we didn't do anything to to rig the system. Um, Again, again, you have yeah, uh, democracy, it. and that's what and it democracy. is. Yeah, there is that again because the like, system is just right. Or because of, the
0: system, by design, no yeah, is simply the summation of all of you.
1: Yes, yes. Whatever that's, the system yeah.
0: determines, yeah, it's because that's yeah. really deep down what you all wanted. So you can't be mad at the system; it's just reflecting your will back to you. I, I think that's the the, right. the really tricky part of these market religions. Yeah. And I think liberal democracy, like you said, is also sort of um, related, if not fully well, integrated, the, part yeah. of religion. Yeah, of this the
1: fallacy of aggregation. Neoliberal
0: religion, religion. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because mm-hmm. you ultimately can't even be mad at God. <laughs> there is no separate God to, be, to lose faith in. Th- this God that they've created for you, whether it's the democratic process or the market, is simply a reflection of yourself. And if you have a problem with it, take a look, hard look in the mirror and ask yourself, what's wrong with you? That the market became, you know
1: what I mean? And it's just pure mechanism. And and, and the the attitude, the right attitude is a kind of fatalism with respect to this. Well, this is how it is. And self-blame. And mm-hmm. self blame. You, you're you're as much as a, you know as as someone in a in a in a caste society, for example, in a particular place. This this is what was ordered for you. Look, you were fully heard by God.
0: You were fully evaluated by God. This is what you deserve. By the market, by the whatever. Yeah, what you got back was based on an evaluation of your merit, and that's that, and and that's just the hard truth. And it, you know, I think that um, people are losing faith in this rapidly, and I think like for example, the meme stonk thing is an example of where people right. are just like they're toy they're they're mocking this thing now, right The gamestop, which i I really? still think is is an underrated historical event yeah, yeah. was people sort of it's the Jan sixth of the market.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, the it's people storming the market and saying this thing's the regular bullshit. People. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's fucking bullshit because yeah. the second we get control of this thing, we can demonstrate control of this thing. Yeah. Right. Suddenly, look, there's all these fucking <laughs> yeah. regulators and police yeah. and c- coming out of the woodwork, um, to 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 kick us out of the market because. The wrong Suddenly, they lost made control. Money. Yeah, and so I think, and they were mocking the market. They were saying the market's kind of. I mean, in a weird way, I don't know how that. I think they ended up getting folded back into the market doctrine. But I do think that that there are, people are starting to lose faith, or or not even lose faith, but just like not even develop that faith in the first place, or not even understand what the parameters of this faith are. They don't even get it anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some don't even know about it.
2: Well, here, uh, like, there was an, a moment of genius on their part, um, which is the conversion. I forget what, which, uh, under which president, maybe that's immaterial. I don't know. This happened. The, the transition from uh, pensions to, like, 401ks.
0: I think it was Clinton. Clinton? Yeah.
2: I'm telling you, Clinton is an underrated villain in the Fall of America arc. Yeah. <laughs> Very underrated. Between between that shit, you know the re- the eleventh hour repeal of Glass Steagall, uh, yep. NAFTA, uh, all this shit, handing
0: like, the human genome over to private companies.
2: There you go, like just oh, yeah. you know the Chips Act, you know the list goes on and on. And like the thing that everyone remembers is just the little blue dress. Yep. Like okay, just that <laughs> it's aside. Getting I, off
1: too easy, yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. Like, I just like, I'd
0: forgotten about that, but thank you. Now I remember. <laughs>
2: It's, isn't it in the Smithsonian or something now? Oh God, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, something crazy like that. Anyway, yeah, uh, talking but, about the uh, human
0: genome project. All right,
2: yeah, that's that's under very underrated shit, you know. But this is basically saying pensions moving from you know uh, like. Uh, so people, so p- people, workers would no longer have the guarantee of like, like being paid into their retirement based on a fund that they paid into while they were working for a company. It was rolled into 401ks, which is, which is, uh, I know very little about this. I know that it's, it, ba- it rises and falls based on the market. You're basically yep. buying into the market, the stock market. Yep. 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 Uh, so in a very, like this, this conversion was almost forced upon us. Um, so this yeah, is bringing in you know the yeah. middle class or what is what was the rapidly fraying middle class into the market so if you were you know a pensioned white collar worker or I'm sorry or probably a white collar worker who had a 401k um, you have to be rooting for the Dow or you're not going to be able to retire
0: right yep. It was lashing everyone to this system, to this belief yeah. system. Yeah. So yeah. you have
2: to yeah. buy into. But like that moment, then, then you see a very sharp divide: in people who had four hundred and one Ks and the growing number of people who did not. And I think a lot of our like political schisms, you can tell, like people who are just simply outside that system altogether, simply at its w- mercy, but does not re- have any chance of receiving a benefit from it. That population is growing. So it was actually a moment of genius on that part to lash the middle class's fortunes to the to the stock market. And I think in that case, like the 01 and the 08 financial crisis really, really kind of shook that assumption then. I mean, 08, there were so many stories. I was pretty young then, but uh, all the stories about people who had lost like the entirety of their retirements. Yes. Based on the 08 wipeout.
1: yeah. So, this
2: is a growing number of people who have been forcibly pushed out of,
1: mm-hmm.
2: through no sin of their own, basically. Yeah. There was yeah. a real concerted push to, to frame like the subprime mortgage holders or people who were just get you know, taking yeah. on mortgages they couldn't afford. All that. There was a real push to kind of pin the sin on somebody. Like there must have been some blame, some personal blame. But for people who were nearing retirement, who saw all of their savings wiped out with no help, it's like, like what, what can you say about them? What crime? What sin did they commit that justified uh, the God of the the Dao punishing them like that? So each yeah. time this happens, you see. I think there's a there's a there's a big population of people who just completely get just forcibly booted out the system, and they just get memory hold. The narratives move on. You know, the society. But I think they're. I think them, they, they accumulate.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they be- get emulate. memory hold out of the system, but they don't go any. I mean, they're still here. Yeah. So, and I and think that we, it's it's we're we're at a tipping point now, is what I feel. Because yeah. I think if someone like myself feels it, then I'm probably like pretty far down the line in people that should be feeling it. Yeah. Um yeah. so if I'm feeling it, we're pretty late stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. I
2: agree. Likewise, um, you know.
0: So by the way, guys, so this is we're at an hour nine. Should we should we um because I want to, I want to move this to. I want to talk about like the kind of why I brought this up, and sort of the more personal aspect, like yeah, experience, yeah. the subjective aspect of yeah, this. Because it, yeah. while interesting from the sort of like you know objective view about you know just describing um, what I think what I think is a state backed religion and how it functions like a religion, but it doesn't have the supernatural aspects of, of, you know, traditional religions. And it's, it's very grounded in technology and, um, and, 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 and capitalism and things like that. You know, to me, like I'm bringing this up in the first place because I do think that there is essentially what, if, if we accept that framing of this, we're living through what I would consider like a, like a crisis of faith at, at, Mm -hmm. at a pretty high level, like, the entire society, in my opinion, is shook. And we're starting to question this belief. And and Jess, maybe in the bonus, we can talk about this because I know you brought up uh, Nietzsche in, in, in the past. And I'm not f- too familiar with Nietzsche's work, but like I know that there's a whole thing about how the traditional concept of God had died, that people were losing faith, and that therefore oh, there, yes. we were... Entering a new phase of civilization of history,
2: end phase. That's that's mm-hmm. Nietzsche's um, assertion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Once we once we kill God, the basis for Western civilization has fallen. Yeah, we're just on. A, so you know that's well, his a, assertion, and a new and one, I,
0: one. But it seemed like, and I don't know, you know what what he thought about what came after, or what would come after. But I wonder. I guess my question is
2: Hegel hasn't has an answer to that. Hegel came a little later.
0: Yeah. But my question is if 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 we do kind of accept the idea that for the past let's say I mean it's been a long time that we've been talking about uh, but I think we've really embraced this probably in the past at the at today's level of of fervency like past 50 years. Right? Forty-five, fifty years since the Reagan era, I would say, is is the sort of current. We're still in that current f- uh, period, I would say, um, of beliefs. Of beliefs, I think the belief. Basically, what I'm saying is, our belief system today, while crumbling, is fundamentally not that different than what you would have found in 1982 or something. You know, yeah. Yeah. if you go back and watch works like movies and books from that era, they're very. They still really hold up. In terms of being of our era, like they don't feel like they're from the past, right? They're still, they may be a little dated, a little vintage or whatever, but they're fundamentally consistent with our current belief system. Just,
2: do you, I, I agree you agree with that. with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Like I think 80s? that, you know, people talk about nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true. And I, but I see the nostalgia as kind of a mourning of the, the gap. Um, like it's still, like you can't be nostalgic for a thing you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to want it has to be something that's very personal and personally meaningful to you to be nostalgic for it. But I think the reach back is kind of a mourning over uh, the perceived distance that we're at now based on where we were then. But it's still recognizable and idealized uh, in us. It's just we recognize that the circumstances around us. Yeah. It's like like
0: looking at pictures of yourself when you're younger. You're still the same person. You just realize you faded a bit, you know, and you're like, oh, man, you know. (laughs) But <laughs> it's still the same. It's still the same era. We're we're still planning yeah. for essentially what we still think we're in. We just wish it had been more. You know, it was more vibrant then, or it was newer, more exciting, or something. But it's not a it's not a bygone era. You know, it's like
2: yeah. If but, we could um, will that era back into being, we would. And you know, in the meantime, we're just buying vinyl and and rescuing Polaroid from Chapter Eleven.
0: Yeah, and, and doing a little bit more plastic surgery on Tom mm. Cruise or something.
2: Oh, oh, um, that's yeah, sure.
0: All right. So should we uh, should we do that mm-hmm. in the bonus? We'll talk more about the subject. Well, I don't know.
2: Should we conclude it?
0: Sure. Uh, like, yeah, we could. Conclude I, it I don't
2: here. know. Like, like, so we're talking at a very macro scale. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if we answered your question or grappled with it. Uh, satis- yeah, to your satisfaction, yeah. team.
1: I thought the really interesting part of your question was the personal part. Mm. Um, how we feel about this, team, You know. Well, um, oh, that's my point, and, because and, I,
0: I'm going through it as I speak, yes, and, and and it's and, it's a very strange yeah, feeling that yeah. I don't, I'm trying to give some expression to, because it's yes. like, yes. it's almost like, um, well, should we, Jess, do you want to end it here, or do you want to go on?
2: It's oh, I here. just, I mean, it seems like we're we're doing this kind of in chapters, so I just wanted to know if there's a, if there's a, a summation to this kind of macro scale view of things. Um, well,
0: yeah, we could do it right. in a bonus, so should we just okay. mark this? Yeah, as this? sure. Okay. All right. All right. It, um
2: shameless it. plug. <laughs> Subscribe.